0: This program is made possible by the giving of the God-Called Partners of Renner Ministries. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Hey, friends, I'm so glad you've
1: joined me today. We're going to pick up right where we left off in the last program, where we're showing you one of our services that we recently preached at Eagle Mountain International Church. Please stay with me today because it's really going to be an eye opening message. About the end times. But I want to remind you that if you become a partner with our ministry, and a partner is anyone that financially supports our ministry, we immediately will welcome you into the family and we'll send you two books as our way of saying welcome to our partner family. We want to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone because it's dedicated to partners. The subtitle says, How to Survive, Thrive, and Overcome. In the midst of difficult situations and we want you to have this along with denise's book which is called the gift of forgiveness we always send these two books to anyone who says hey i want to be a part of your partner family and right now we're also offering you my series very in-depth series which is called how to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy it's 15 parts and wow you will just dive into the scriptures and the Holy Spirit will use this series to prepare you for living in these times. And what makes it even better is that it comes with a study guide and the study guide is really significant. We want you to be able to read the material while you see it or while you hear it. And we're also offering you my book by the same title, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. And the subtitle says, Developing Discernment for These Last Days. My friends, God wants us to know how to navigate these stormy waters, and we can do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's why I want you to read this book. But hey, today, we're going to continue our service at Eagle Mountain International Church. I want you to stay with me all the way to the end. But first i want you to watch this
2: in a culture where santa seems to overpower the reason for the season it's time to return to the true meaning of christmas in rick renner's timeless new book christmas the rest of the story rick uncovers the stunning details of the nativity story you have never heard details like who exactly was joseph the father of jesus why did god choose mary what was the star that guided the wise men Who were the wise men who came to see Jesus? How far did they travel? And what was the value of the gifts they brought to Christ? Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas the Rest of the Story, invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across decorated pages in a coffee table size format. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you will receive the eternal story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake. This is a sweeping portrait of the Christmas story, allowing readers to reflect on why Jesus came at the dawn of the first century and ultimately the reason for his birth. With stunning illustrations and nearly 300 pages, your family can create a tradition that will last for generations. Great as a gift or enhancing your own traditions, pre-order the book today, Christmas, the rest of the story, for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer.
1: The word end is the Greek word soon to lay us. It does not describe absolute finality, but just the wrap up of one present thing. And the word world is a bad translation because the world will never pass away. Rather, it is the Greek word ionos. A better translation will be, what is the sign to tell us we've come to the end of this present age? And then, beginning in verse 4, Jesus begins to answer them. And notice in verse 4 how Jesus begins. And most people just skip right over verse 4 and don't understand the significance of it. Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed, that no man deceive you, However, when most people think about the signs that Jesus enumerated in this chapter, most people jump right down to verse 6 and verse 7 where Jesus said, And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Verse 7, For nation shall rise against nation. A better translation will be ethnic group against ethnic group and kingdom against kingdom. A better translation will be one ideology against another ideology And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. But the first sign that Jesus gave is listed in verse 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed. The word take heed in Greek is the word blepete. It's the direct form of the word blepo, which means take heed, look, listen. He's speaking this in such strong terms that it's nearly like he's trying to reach out to grab them by the shirt and shake them up and to get their attention. Take heed. Hear me. Understand what I'm telling you. That no man deceive you. And the word deceive, which is used in this verse, is the Greek word planeo. The word planeo means to lead astray, and it describes one who errs from a path that he has regularly walked upon. And in fact, it is the picture of a person who's walked upon a well-worn path. He's walked upon it. He's habitually walked upon it. It's the way he has always lived, but now for some reason he has veered from that path and he has taken another route. He's veering or he is beginning to wander. And in fact... This word, planel, here translated deceive, is the very word Paul uses in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11, where it is translated as the word delusion. And in fact, Jesus in this verse was actually teaching, look and listen. If you want to know what will be the sign that you've come to the end of the age, here it is. Delusional spirits will be released in the earth when you've come to the very end of the age. And my friends, we are living in the day of delusion. We're living in the day of delusion. And what is really interesting is the intertestamental prophets and rabbis who really focused on the end times prophesied that at the very end of the age before the coming of the Messiah, there would be a release of spirits into the earth which would cause people to believe delusionary things. And this was the first sign which Jesus gave. Now I want you to turn in your Bibles over to First Timothy chapter four. First Timothy chapter four. And when you come to First Timothy chapter four, Paul also begins to describe the end of the age. And it's very interesting in Scripture, every time you have a text about the end of the age, it is a parallel text that describes the coming of Jesus right alongside with a period of delusion or a period of deception. So now we come to First Timothy chapter four verse one, where Paul writes, Now the Spirit speaks expressly. Here we have the Greek word Retus, it's from the word Rhema. Now the Spirit speaks expressly, concretely, emphatically, categorically, beyond a shadow of a doubt, which means what the Holy Spirit is saying in this verse is not something optional. He's describing something expressly, something emphatically that is going to take place. And then he adds that in the latter times, the word latter is a form of the Greek word "husteros," which describes the very, very end of a thing. He says, some shall depart from... The faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. But notice it says some shall depart. It does not say some shall reject the faith. It doesn't say that. It says they will do what? Depart from the faith. And it is the Greek word aphistome. From the word apo, which means away from. But it carries the idea of putting distance between yourself and something else the word stay which means to step or to stand and here the holy spirit emphatically categorically states such a strange event is going to happen at the very very end of the age people will begin to put distance between themselves and what they once believed they'll begin to step away from the solid concrete teaching of scripture slowly methodically being in transition as they take one little step and another little step and another little step and another little step, step, moving away from what they once wholeheartedly embraced and believed. And this agrees what Jesus just said in Matthew chapter 24, verse four, a day when people will begin to err from a path. And what is really interesting is that word err or the word deception Which describes one that has left a solid path to take another dangerous route is really the word which describes a moral wandering. A moral wandering. And the Bible is literally prophesying at the end of the age, people will begin to question their morals, they will begin to question sexuality. And regardless of what science says or what reason says, they'll begin to distance themselves from what they once believed. And the verse here says, because they're giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. The word seducing, again, the Greek word planeo, spirits which cause someone to be lured off track. And then it says doctrines of devils, the word doctrines is the Greek word didaskalia. The word didaskalia Here translated as the word doctrines does not just describe doctrine, but it is well-packaged information. So now we find at the very end of the age, the devil is not going to come with a pitchfork in his hand and horns on his head, but he's going to come in the name of science. He's going to come in the name of Hollywood and entertainment. He's going to speak through the courts and present well-packaged information that is so seductive it will cause people to leave reason and veer into unimaginable moral conclusions. And notice it says doctrines of devils, the word devils, the Greek word daimonion, which is the word for demons or devils, but the early world believed this word described spirits, which caused delusion and insanity, which means if you embrace this well-packaged, devil concocted information, it will cause you to come to lanatical conclusions. Now turn to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, and we're going to begin in verse 18. And when you come to Romans chapter 1, beginning verse 18 to the end of the chapter, the Apostle Paul describes society, and particularly the wrap-up of society at the end of the age. He says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who, what? Hold, Everybody say hold. Hold the truth in unrighteousness. That word hold would be better translated to suppress. It isn't that they don't know the truth. It's describing the people who has known the truth. They have heard the truth. They no longer like the truth. And therefore they decide they're going to cancel the truth. They're going to put a lid on it. They're going to suppress it. They're going to restrain it. So it's not that they're ignorant. They're just trying to bury the truth because if they live in the light of the truth, then they will be accountable for it. And because they don't want like truth says, they decide to put a lid on it or to suppress or to restrain the truth. Verse 19, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it unto them. Verse 20, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things which are made even his eternal power and godhood so they are what without excuse verse 21 because that when they knew god and this particular word new does not describe people that are born again but rather a society which in general has a fear of god or a general knowledge of god and now paul says at the end of the age even though they have a general knowledge of God, they will cease to glorify him as God. Neither will become thankful, but vain in their imaginations. The word vain is the Greek word matthios. The word matthios here translated vain describes something that is completely, completely wasted. The word imaginations is a form of the Greek word logismos. It's where you get logical thinking. Their logic is going to become flawed Their logic is going to become wasted or vain, and their foolish heart was darkened. Well, let me ask you, what does the heart do? The heart pumps. The heart pumps and pumps and pumps and pumps. And what does the heart pump? The heart pumps blood. How much of your body has blood in it? Every part of your body has blood in it because the heart is pumping and pumping and pumping and pumping blood throughout your system. But now the Holy Spirit says, you'll know when you've come to the very end of the age, because the heart of society will begin to pump darkness. And just like the human heart pumps blood, the heart of society will pump darkness and darkness and darkness and darkness until darkness proliferates throughout society and the following verse says professing themselves to be wise the word professing would be better translated asserting or alleging alleging themselves to be wise The word wise is a form of the Greek word sophos. It describes those who believe they are cut above the rest of society. They claim to be the progressive leaders of a new wave, a new kind of thinking. They're asserting themselves as being mentally more brilliant than anyone else. We're going to cause the world to move into a new direction. But Paul says the reality is they became fools The word fools in the Greek text is the word moreno. It is where we get the word morons, which means a literal translation is while they asserted themselves to be on the edge of a new kind of thinking, brilliant, and a cut above everybody else, the truth is they became morons in the way that they think. That is a literal translation. (laughs) Then he says in verse 23, and changed. The word changed will be better translated to exchange, They exchanged the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things. Well, if I were you, I would just put a star in the margin of your Bible next to that verse because that is one of the most genius verses in the entire New Testament. And in verse 23, the apostle Paul, in one succinct statement, describes the history of idolatry in reverse. For example, if you look at the end of the verse, it talks about creeping things. Well, if you study the history of idolatry, what did they first worship? They worshiped beetles. They worshiped snakes, creeping things. Then as time went by, they began to worship four-footed beasts like cats and cows. By the time that you get to the Roman Empire, they were worshiping birds. That's why there was an eagle as part of the insignia of the Roman Empire. They were worshiping birds. And here we find that man's thinking is beginning to ascend. He begins by worshiping creeping things. Then he ascends to four-footed beasts. Now his mind begins to ascend a little higher. He's worshiping birds. And finally, at the end of the age, Paul says man will be the center of his own worship. Man will worship man. And this is the day that we live in today. So when you come to verse 24, Paul writes, Wherefore, God also gave them up. And people who have a problem with God take this verse, and they say, God just gave up on them. But you have to understand what the Greek says. A better translation would be, Wherefore, God released them. Everybody say release. And here's what you find about God God will let you worship anything you want to worship. And if you're bound and determined to trade Him in to worship man, God will release you. And this verse would better be translated wherefore God released them. You want that? Go get it. God released them to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts. And the word uncleanness that is used here is a particular word which always refers to sexual uncleanness. And notice the result, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. The word dishonor would be better translated to displace their bodies or to put bodies where bodies do not naturally belong. It's a wrong combination of bodies. It's also a dishonoring. And my friends, I just want to tell you, we are in the day of dishonoring the human body. I don't mean to step on toes, but we're living in the day when it's fine to do anything to your body that you want to do. You can pierce it, you can nail it, you can tattoo it, and now it has gone so far that doctors in operating rooms are mutilating the bodies of young people we are living in the day of dishonor. And the Apostle Paul said, this will be one of the signs that society is coming to the end of the age. It is a delusionary time, according to Jesus, and according to Paul's teaching in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. But then he continues who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the what? The creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Taking our eyes off of God, we look at ourself and when you become the center of your own universe then you step into the position of God and you can make yourself to be whatever you want it to be, even if it defies nature. Verse 26. For this cause, God gave them up. A better translation, God released them. He released them. And vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet then in the next verse he describes what was that recompense even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. This is not a people that did not know the truth. They knew the truth. They decided they no longer wanted to believe the truth. They had walked upon one solid path, but now something has seduced them in another direction. They have distanced themselves from truth. And they say, we don't want that anymore. We're not going that way. We've already been that way. Now we're being led by the uppercut of society, progressive thinkers that are leading us in a new direction. So God gave them over a better translation. God released them to a reprobate mind.
0: The world is changing. In fact, it's more than changed. It's gone crazy. We are living in a world where faith is questioned and sin is welcome, where people seem to have lost their minds about what is right and wrong. It seems truth has been turned upside down. In Rick Renner's book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, Rick reveals the disastrous consequences of a society in spiritual and moral collapse. In this book, you'll discover what Christians need to be doing to stay out of the chaos and anchor to truth you'll learn how to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit, discern right and wrong teaching, how to be grounded in prayer, and how to be spiritually prepared for living in victory in these last days. Leading ministers from around the world are calling this book essential for every believer. And right now, it's available for just $20. You can also order the 15-part teaching series when you call or go online right now. Rick takes you deep into New Testament prophecies about the end of the age and what you need to do to sail successfully through turbulent end-time waters. Available in digital or physical formats starting at just $24. Get the book, How to Keep Your Head On Straight in a World Gone Crazy for just $20. And don't miss this powerful teaching series. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order Call or go online now.
1: Hey friends, this is Rick Renner. And today I am standing in the foyer of Rick Renner Ministries in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I just wish I could pick you up and bring you here to see all the wonderful ministry that is happening in this facility where we receive thousands and thousands of phone calls from people just like you who reach out to us for prayer and for teaching they can trust proverbs 10:21 says the lips of the righteous feed many and we know that's our job our job is to feed many And I wanna say thank you to you for everything you've helped us do with your giving. You helped us construct our studio, purchase this building. And now in phase three of our ministry expansion program, we're wanting to pay this facility off so we can liberate all that money to take the teaching of the Bible around the world on additional channels and venues. And by being a part of our giving team, you can really help us make this happen. If you're not already a part of our giving team please pray about joining us and together we can join hands and through teaching of the bible and by ministering to people that reach out to us and by sending teaching products around the world we can really change people's lives and it's amazing to me that today it's never been easier to make an impact in somebody else's life right from where you are so thank you for praying about being a part of our giving team. And the moment you join, I want you to really expect the power of God to show up in your life. I have a request. Because we've never shown one of our live services on TV before, it would mean so much to me to hear from you and to know what you think about it. Did you enjoy seeing me and Denise in a real church setting, would you please call or write and let me know? And by the way, remember, my friends, we're here to pray for you. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call unto me, I'll hear you, I'll answer you, and I'll show you great and mighty things. And if you'll reach out to us and say, hey, I've got a need in my life, we will put our faith together with you and we will really pray. And we won't just pray, we know how to pray in faith. And God responds to faith. And when we pray in faith, he'll hear us, he'll answer us, and God will move in your life. But if you'll just call us or send us an email or a letter and let us know how to pray, we're going to really pray with you. We care, and we consider it an honor to pray with you. But right now, we're offering you my book, which is called How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone crazy. We're living in crazy times. Say, hey, Amen. that's the truth. Well, we really are. And the Holy Spirit prophesied that this would occur at the end of the age. That's why I wanted you to hear this service, which we're teaching at Eagle Mountain International Church. We're living in an age of deception. And we need to know what the Holy Spirit prophesied about it and how to keep our head on straight in a world gone crazy. And that's why I wrote this book, which I want you to have. And we're also offering you the series by the same title. It's 15 parts. It is very, very in-depth teaching. And by the way, God's not in the business of scaring us, but he is in the business of preparing us. And he wants us to be prepared and to know how to handle these turbulent waters we're living in. And that's why I want you to have this series with the study guide that comes with it. But right now, I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is upon us. We thank you, the greater one lives in us, and we are divinely equipped with supernatural weaponry and power for the times that we're living in. Thank you, Lord, that we can sail through these waters victoriously. We believe it and we declare it in Jesus' name. Tomorrow, we're going to continue our service at Eagle Mountain International Church. But before I leave, I want to remind you of Ecclesiastes 8 4, which says, We're the Word of a king is, there's power.
0: Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity. This program was made possible by the giving of the God-Called Partners of Renner Ministries.